Bed Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Hi, Liz. Hi, Emily. So I'm going to be frank right at the top of the episode. We were supposed to do, I was supposed to do the research for this episode, and we were supposed to do it on Excalibur, which we will eventually do later on when I can do it justice, because I want to like actually do really nice research, uh, not give any of you half, half butt half butt research um and i have been but but the truth is i've been super busy about things i can't talk about publicly yet yeah so big projects big projects projects. big secret projects most important projects big secret projects i've joined the fbi wait shoot (laughs) oh crap oh god no uh it's just i my freelance schedule has been bonkers bananas and so here we are with uh, me with no material prepped and you who was supposed to have a very easy week of me actually doing all the research for once. And instead, we're going to do another another free form jazz episode, as it were. Was that, was that your jazz? Look. Is that your saxophone noise? Look. I never play. I played... I played the bells. I played mallet percussion. I did not play any reed instrument. I tried the trombone once, and my god, was it a failure. But you've, like, heard... But, like, that was like a guitar... That was like a banjo. You made, like, a banjo noise. Like a sax would be like... The new jazz. That's like a saxophone noise. Are you sure that's a saxophone noise? Yes. That doesn't sound that like was, a saxophone I've ever heard. I could break out my automaton and play a sick, sick beat. I was actually going to, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Unplug my headphones and just play the intro to run away with me. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I just don't. I don't have it in me. I no. can't figure it out. I mean, I don't have my phone by me or else I would do it that way. Uh... So instead, I figure, Liz, you make you make stuff, and we've talked about the fact that you make stuff before. I mean, obviously, you are a legit uh, metal smith. Uh, yeah. But one of the things you do that I quite enjoy is that you make tiny swords. I do. I do make the tiny swords. So, um, so talk about so. And for those listening, like when I say tiny swords, I mean like. I don't mean just like, oh, it's like a tiny plastic sword. No, I mean, these are like basically scale. These are practically scale models of swords that Liz makes, and she'll like make them independence and stuff. And I have like three of them. I guess I have two swords. I have one axe. Um, but I group that in the tiny weaponry department of your skills. Yes. Tiny weapons for your tiny needs. Mm-hmm. Such as, I don't know, fighting tiny dragons. A chipmunk. Oh. Or I went straight for like shanking a chipmunk. Please don't shank a chipmunk. <laughs> what did that chipmunk ever do to you? I I mean, look. Ever since Pepper passed, we have nothing but holes in the ground mm-hmm. in the backyard. So, guess what happens anytime I go in the backyard? I die. You my oh. ankles are just like they're like, and then there I yeah. go. When you said die for a second, I thought like you were attacked by. Uh, Attacked by chipmunks. I'm going to ignore your very poor rendition of Here I Go Again on my own. (laughs) So, Liz, tell me about how you were a drifter who was born to walk alone. Well. Yeah, no, I got nothing. 
but tell I'm me sorry. tell me how you uh how you started making tiny swords um well after i after my the bfa show when i made swords for that i was just kind of like i don't have equipment to do this at home and i'm graduated well crud <laughs> So I decided, it's just like, well, I could do tiny stuff with a makeshift forge and a propane tank. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, I mean, what's the worst that happens? Uh, maybe an explosion. Hmm. Didn't think of that. But that but that hasn't uh, happened yet, so you're good. Yeah, no, not yet. Hopefully and, not. And it's ever. like, I want to paint this picture for you listeners at home uh, very well. It's not that Liz, like, just, like, shapes tiny swords. Like, she made a tiny forge for the tiny swords. Yeah, because I didn't have an actual forge at the time. I bought that down the road after I did uh, a knife class. It's thing. like, but it's like when you see, it's like when you see all those people who like make tiny food for like hamsters or whatever, and they like put it in little tiny houses and like in tiny dishes. That's basically what you did, except it was a tiny forge, and you make tiny stabbing implements. Hamster gladiators. <gasps> tm tm tm. <laughs> <gasps> I want TM TM trademark trademark hamster, that, trademark that. Oh my god. Hamster gladiators. We got to do that. We're doing that. That I sounds like a hamster cruelty. gladiator. No. No, because it, it would just be like the equivalent of like if hamsters were like sentient and like knew all of the stuff that we knew. Oh, so it's like it, Hamtaro. Oh, so it's like Redwall. <gasps> You're describing Redwall. I liked Hamtaro better well, because that was that was the shit. But that's what. But that's. But like that's Redwall. Redwall is look at all these animals. Now they have swords. I need this in my life. But we're getting off track. Wait, have you never read Redwall? No, dude. Okay, Redwall was okay. We're going on this tangent. I don't care. Uh, Redwall was <laughs> my thing when I was a kid. It's like I, I'll let you borrow the books. They are both like really amazing. They're like young adult aimed um and there's like tons of them um they have this thing in them so there's uh this group of bunnies or rabbits in the books they're called the long patrol and they all talk like with an irish brogue uh but basically they're just like these super cool like they uh like wander uh the world and just like they're just like a vigilante group basically and they like have amazing uh fighting skills because they're rabbits so they can like kick super good I love the Long Patrol. That sounds adorable. It's amazing. It's actually like really mo- like like the books are also like really moving and like they make you cry. And they also have the best descriptions for food ever written. So like, don't eat them while you're hungry, because Brian Jakes was just like, "Hey, don't eat the book while you're hungry." Don't eat the book while you're hungry. But like, it, it's like it's like if if Brian Jakes' editor came up to him and was like, "Hey, you wrote like ten pages about this dinner." That happened in Redwall Abbey, and he's like, "Yeah," and you're like, "You have to cut this," and he'd be like, "You're fired," <laughs> which is great. good. Anyway, so you make hamster gladiators. Yes, I I make I make the weapons for the hamster gladiators. What do you? So you've made like a bunch of different types of swords, and you've kind of miniaturized them and made them. Um, but like, what is your? I guess what's your process for? Uh, both material-wise, because obviously you're working at a smaller scale, so you're working with different materials. Uh, but, like, what is your creative process for, like, looking at a big sword and basically being like, I'm going to make a tiny one of those? Um, It depends on what the blade shape is. So I tend to start focusing on, all right, 
what what's the basic shape of this blade? Is it you know kind of curved? Is it wibble wobbly like the Chris sword? Mm-hmm. Is it straight and then kind of fat at the end? Like I just try to break it down into like simple shapes uh, at the start, and then I mean almost probably about eighty percent of the time I just use a nail. And I forge a nail into whatever sword shape I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, like when I did the tiny axe, right. I actually um, cut apart a large nail and used that after I kind of forged it out to be the be kind of the basic shape. And then I ground it down like you would, you know, an actual axe. axe I just head, kind yeah, of yeah, but you just made it very tiny. Yeah, I just downgraded it to the to the smallest degree mm-hmm. i can physically do mm-hmm. um i wonder if i can do something smaller it's mm. really tiny like that little guy <laughs> it's like maybe like the size of like part of my finger like it's very small yeah most of these okay for a, an idea of scale for for everybody a lot of these pendants that i do is somewhere between uh one to two and a half inches in length mm-hmm. total um so like the blade would probably be uh, maybe inch and a half two inches mm-hmm. you made um, you made the broad when you made that broadsword for me or that claymore that was that one was pretty big that was like two inches which I, but i would say that's like the maximum end of of the height you typically do yeah that i mean because any longer than that and it's just like what's a hundred ways to stab myself mm-hmm. i i also <laughs> accidentally stabbed myself with the claymore a lot yeah that happens mm-hmm. sometimes I need to work on not making them sharp, but then I accidentally make them sharp. Yeah, the tiny axe is super sharp. (laughs) I don't even know how that happened because, honestly, I did grind the the edge flat. Mm -hmm. You also ground it sharp. Look, no, I didn't because I flattened it afterwards. After I kind of get a basic shape forged out, um, I do a lot of the more fine-tuning with a file like little small jewelers kind of files Mm -hmm. um to get like the extra little details in it so say it's kind of has a more sharper curve to it but i couldn't quite nail it down with the forging (laughs) yeah i did your thing yeah yes but once i get that down i basically fine-tune it with sanding and filing to get you know mm-hmm. more accurate shape and um, after I do that I tend to sand it polish it so it's at the stage where it's basically good to go but at this point it doesn't have a handle or uh oh man my brain's dying I don't know what you're looking a cross for. guard there, there we, we go, go. okay <laughs> I make the cross guard and the pommel, if there is a pommel on Mm -hmm. it, um, separately. Mm. Sometimes I tend to just leave the head of the nail as the pommel. I'll, like, shape it or something. But if I don't, I can either cut cut part of it off and then sometimes I use a bead at the end of it so that it's, like, this more decorative sort of thing that I couldn't normally do on my own. Because who can carve a tiny bead like that? That's just too much. I'm sure some people can, but but not you. Yeah. And that's not, not, that's not a testament to your skill or anything. I'm just saying, like, you just don't want to do that. Yeah, no. Th- I especially don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Um, but the cross guard, I tend to focus on the most um, after forming the blade, of course. And I take a variety of approaches with it. Sometimes I'll actually uh, hand forge a small piece of metal, whether it be copper, brass, silver, and make a more unique shape mm-hmm. um, for that. Other times I just use, again, I have a variety of beads that are kind of flat shaped. Um, and I'll use those. Or I haven't done it yet. But I plan to, for some of the more complicated designs I want to do, uh, casting. But oh, cool. I'll be doing, yeah, I'll be doing casting with resin. So I'll shape it with clay, um, make a mold of that, and then I'll have um, an empty mold that I can pour resin into and have, you know, make hundreds of the same kind of handle if I need to. Right, right. And, and I can imagine you doing that. I know we talked about, like you doing more like pop culture things i can imagine you doing that for like a keyblade or something like that like a, like something that has a very unique shape that uh would be very difficult to uh forge or or shape out of metal uh organically yeah like i'm thinking of um oh what's god of war what's his two swords called uh. Kratos, Kratos, uh, Kratos, and Kratos's beard. Yeah, there you go. Kratos's son that he doesn't lo- he doesn't show affection to. Nobody loves him. Nobody. Not even himself. Take for instance uh, his two swords. Um, they have a lot of like very little detail in it because they're basically these skull head skull heads. They're skulls. <laughs> Skull heads, my favorite kind of head and skull. <laughs> my favorite type of skull, the head. <laughs> but yes, um, they have like long teeth. It's like this kind of gnarly looking sort of thing. And that would be super difficult to try and carve by hand. Right, if it was so that sh- Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, we can just mold this with clay and then cast it and be done with it. It's that. a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. But yeah, um, essentially the long short of it, that's um, how I go about doing... The long uh, and the, the, the like two inches and the one inch of it, you would say, because it's like the long, like that's the longest ones you've made, and then the shorter ones are like around one inch, so that's like the long and the short of it. My joke was better. Oh. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Rob, it's okay. I'm we operating on you. like 50% here, man. You gotta give me something. You gotta, you gotta cut me some kind of slack. No, 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 no. You've, you've got a new barrel. Why should I give you slack for your barrel? Hey, my barrel's not new anymore. It was new. It was new at Candle Nights, and so now it's like, it's like what three months old? That's still relatively new That's for not like new, new though. It's a barrel. We, we live in the winter. We live in you know the north. Snow. Do we? Do we sure. live in the north? Yes, we Is do this now. Where we're at now. I've established this. We're in the. Wait, are there penguins here? No, not like that far north. Oh. But sure, there's like one penguin. Yeah. We named him Gerald. Is he our mailman? Yeah, if you want. Yay. <laughs> Gerald, the penguin mailman. The um, penguin man. The the male penguin. The, 
Oh, but that yes. sounds like that just sounds like I'm assigning a gender to the penguin. So like the the peng peng male. Penguin. Yes, the male. peng male. Pen pen from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh my god, no! I still need to finish that, but that's um, something else entirely. Um, so like, if uh, actually that's a really good that's a really good question. So speaking of the animes and speaking of Neon Genesis Evangelion, would you uh, like this kind of method where you're almost in a way replicating real world techniques to some extent to forge miniatures? Um, could you apply those? Obviously you just, you did that axe as well, but like in theory, could you apply this to like any sort of a lot, like different types of miniature items, like, like, or miniature weapons rather, like a spear or like a halberd or whatever? Uh, yes, of course. Um, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do some of them. Uh, sort of depends on the intricacy of it. If I do, I could probably do general shapes relatively easy Mm -hmm. um but doing the more complicated ones like certain spear shapes uh might require a little bit more time but still doable what are your favorite things to do like my favorite things to make yeah Uh, I like all the things. Well, but you, like, if you could say, like, what would be, like, your dream miniature build? My dream mini... Okay, yeah, no, I got the answer to this okay. one. Um, there is an axe that I've designed for a story that's kind of died out. I don't know. I might do something with it at some point. But uh, the one character has an axe, and it's based off of a Bulova-style axe, which... We briefly covered that, I think. I think we went over it once. It sounds briefly. familiar, but I'm not sure. We could probably do a full episode on it. Yeah, but needless to say, it's basically an axe, and then it has, like, a mirrored image on the other side of that same axe head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way to kind of describe it. Okay. I can, But, yeah. But, um, and this would be, I don't think I'd be able to do it to this extent, but... Uh, the one side of it actually pops out, so it becomes like a half axe, half uh, scythe. Oh, oh, I've seen this. Yes, you made the big one of it. Yeah, like I made it. Made like a prop of it. Yeah. So at some point, I want to make the large version of it, but for myself, I would like to have a pendant of it at some point. That'd be cool, right? which. I do have the perfect shape to do it at work. Hey. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, I know that feel. Oh, you know what? Where can people find uh, your tiny swords so that you can... Because, yes, this was all a, a, a long advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's secret. Uh, secret Liz hush, sells think. these tiny swords along with other things that she makes. And you can find him, find them. Uh, or your true, your one true love, um, <laughs> um, on her Etsy store, which is what is your Etsy which store? Which is uh, Liz the Dragonsmith, so L I Z Z the Dragonsmith, um, and then I also have a Facebook page, which is the same thing, um, same name. You should follow, and it. I occasionally post stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And and I and as someone who owns many of the, many things that Liz has made, um, they're all very nice and they're very well made and they're beautiful. Oh, thank and you. And you should you should 
patronize her work because she's a good artist. I am a blush. Well, it's true. <laughs> Thank friend. I don't know why I got the Homestar Runner there right at the end. But I don't know, but there. I kind of ran with it. Yeah, it's okay. Homestar Runner. I ran with it. I'm a terrific athlete. <laughs> um, so, do you have advice, or do you want me to do advice? How about we have some advice from the local bard? All right, so your local bard's advice. Hey, everybody, this is me, your local bard. How's it going tonight? I hope it's going okay. Um, here's some here's some advice. Um, didn't have any prepared. <laughs> here's some advice. Best advice. <laughs> Prepare some advice for your advice segment of your podcast <laughs> that you do with your, your good friend. Um, <laughs> no, some real advice. Let me think really quick. Hey, here, okay, okay. So advice from your local bard is, like, sometimes, hey, guys, this is me, your local bard. Sometimes things suck, and that's, like, that happens, you know? But, like, when your friends tell you, or when people just, just, like, people tell you, it doesn't have to be your friends, but it's nice if it's your friends, but if they tell you that, like, hey, you're good at the things you do. Like, hey, you're good at the things you do. Just listen to them. Like... I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Like, Liz, you can attest that I know it's hard. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes when your friends positive yell at you, they mean it. Actually, most times when your friends pop, all the times that your friends positive yell at you, they mean it. So you should listen to them. Yeah. Because you're you're worth it. Let me work it. it. I put my name down, flip it, and reverse it. What's happened to this episode? What ha- what's happened became, to this podcast? It became Missy Elliott. Look, guys, we'll... Okay, so we'll Come have a normal episode. Thank you Come for sticking through future. this kind of truncated episode where we just kind of uh, indulged ourselves in some goofy stuff for uh, eh, 20 minutes. Uh, so, we'll... Next... Two weeks from now, we will hopefully be rejuvenated. Um, I will hopefully not have as many things on my plate and i will hopefully not be exhausted and we will hopefully have a normal episode for you um but liz would you like to say would you like to talk about uh what we might ask of our listeners uh yes um so this is the point where you the listeners can really help us kind of get an idea of you know what we should do next choose our uh, fate i don't know why i got really dramatic there <laughs> Um, continue, continue on. Okay. My brain died. Well, okay. So what, if we want to do, uh, we're going to keep doing episodes about, like, weapons and history and stuff, but we want to kind of switch it up a little bit. And, um, I love, like, pop culture and video games and stuff and books. So if there's any, like, sort of fantasy weaponry that you might want us to cover uh, and, like, talk about, like, I'll talk about sort of, like, the lore of it, if it's, like, a, it's, like, a, a mythical weapon or maybe, like, the lore that exists in, the, like, the fantasy world it might be from. Uh, and then Liz will cover the sort of hypothetical construction and, like, maybe, like, would this weapon actually work in real life? So, say, like, you're like, hey, I love Final Fantasy VII. Can you do an episode on the Buster Sword? Spoiler alert! If you made a Buster Sword in real life, it wouldn't work. But we would, like, talk about that in more detail if we did an episode on the Buster Sword. 
Yeah, this is true. Actually, uh, Man at Arms did this. Yeah. They actually made the Buster Sword, and it's not practical. It's really big. You can't Spoilers. pick it up. Spoilers. You can't pick it up. It's too dang Spoilers. heavy. No. And and follow up, the Sephiroth's Masamune, that's too long. That doesn't work either. Wibble, 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 It's a wibble. piece of aluminum. Uh, so there's those two episodes down pat now. Um, but if you have any... So any, if you have any suggestions for anything, uh, whether it's fantasy topics or topics of real world weapons, uh, you can either shoot us an email at audioarmorycast at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us, uh, that is at audioarmorycast on Twitter. You can f- uh, find us personally on Twitter. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Z's. Um, we'd like to thank Samantha Hogan for use of our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com and you can find her Twitter at shogan underscore composer. Um, and I think that's... Oh, and we're on like iTunes, whatever, rate, review, subscribe. I don't know. We do this for fun and we really appreciate uh, you guys listening and sticking with us when we have sort of off weeks. We really appreciate that. Um, and we appreciate you telling other people about the show because that's how people find out about this. So thank you. Yeah. Y'all are awesome. Continue to be awesome. Yeah. Do that stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anything else, Liz? Not that I can think of. I thought I had a thing and then went bloop. That's okay. Well, until next time, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I forever and always will be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And as always, don't throw rocks don't at throw birds. Don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at and birds. And don't, don't, I know I said this earlier, but don't stab chipmunks. Don't. Please. Please don't do don't it. Don't do that. I mean, they're pain, but like. Just don't.